Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining How to Speak Maintenance. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for spending time with us. Our discussions today are about how to better work together as a management team and talk about opportunities for both the office and maintenance teams to work together. My name is Jason Fine. I'm the Maintenance Services Director at Camden Property Trust. And with me is Becca Ramadi, who is the Vice President of the Texas Department Association Education Foundation. Good morning. Hi, Jason. How are you? With us today, we also have some very special guests. Our first guest is Audrey Kuprovich from Amlink. Good morning, Audrey. Morning. Good morning. Would you mind telling us about yourself and, and your experience in the industry? Yeah, sure. So I actually started in the industry in um, July of 2020. So it was all new to me. I said goodbye to the travel industry and jumped on board here. About a year and a half in, I was promoted to assistant manager and recently transitioned into operations. So now I'm up at the corporate office doing all the financial things that I was doing on site, but just supporting from afar. That's great. You're going to add a ton of value to this conversation today. Thank you. Today, we also have Floyd Smith from the Dinnerstein Company. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning. Would you mind telling everybody about your experiences in the industry as well? Yes, I started in the industry in 1993. Um, I started off as a groundskeeper. Now I'm a national maintenance director for um, TDC. And I um, worked at a bunch of properties, lived in a lot of states, um, did over 20 properties, lived over nine states. So I'm familiar with a little bit of every region. <laughs> Man, I, I'm excited. It sounds like both of you have great experience and knowledge from both sides of the house. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of things we can we can talk about and hopefully teach to our listeners. Today, we're gonna to discuss how apartment management teams can better work together. Uh, we always hear the phrase, teamwork makes the dream work, but without any concrete ideas on how to make this work, this will only just be a phrase. So I, I wanted to start the conversation off and say, what experiences do you guys have with building teamwork between the office and maintenance teams and, and how did it improve productivity and morale? And oh. e either one of you guys can start. Yeah. Like, who do you want to start? Audrey, go for it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Um, so I'm a big fan of having like an open door policy. I'm also just naturally someone who likes to be hands-on. So for me, it's always been important to understand a little bit of maintenance. Like, I may not know how to fix an AC, but I can surely change an air filter. But also just, I think knowledge is power. So especially being on site and having conversations with residents, some of them, you know, we can't fix things overnight, but having a little bit of that understanding and knowledge and being able to explain it in regular people terms and not maintenance mindset, I think helps just kind of problem solve and Working together and communicating, obviously, is the best way to accomplish that. I like that. You know, it's respect, respect for the other the other team. And, you know, that that can go a long way. And, and you, you mentioned communication. I mean, the, without good communication between the office maintenance team, it's, it's going to be difficult. So what yes. about you, Floyd? What, what, are, what are your experiences with, uh, you know, how the office and when the office and maintenance teams clicked, how it improved morale and productivity? I think it's a big part when maintenance and office work together. When I first got in the industry, it was kind of like separate. Maintenance did their thing, office did their thing. Every once in a while, we get together. And I've always been like the person, because I'm a social person. So I've always been the next guy to cross that line and got everybody 
together, make sure I go to the company, to the events that the office hold to show up for the maintenance part and stuff like that. But I think communication is the great key because without communication, you know, we don't know what either one is, of us are doing. And to work together, you got to be on the same page. At the end of the day, you all have the same goals to, you know, enjoy working together and especially to take care of your residents and your property. So, you know, maybe that's a good place to start as well with those shared goals and communicating that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think both of you guys you have, have hit on the regular meetings. It sounds like regular meetings is, is a definitely a hot topic. You know, making sure, because sometimes, right, the maintenance team can come in at eight o'clock in the morning and the office team will come in at nine. And if, if the maintenance team comes in at eight, has their little catch up and then they go out in the field, and then yes. the office comes in at nine. There's just no, they're like passing ships, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I like what Floyd was saying about like being involved and like going to like the company events and things like that. A lot of times, you know, maintenance like, well, I, I'm better off doing something on site. And it's like, no, we want to banter with you. We want to have fun with you. Like, we're not scary. <laughs> like, tell me about your day. I'll tell you about mine. You think that residents chill? Well, We'll see, you know, <laughs> yeah. I love that banter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all got the same goal, you know, to, to be together and represent our companies. So it's, it shows a lot when both of us are together and working for the same goal. Yeah. Get to know each other as people before just coworkers, right? I think that goes with every industry. Yeah, because you spend more time sometimes with your coworkers than your family. So yeah. it's like your second family. Yeah. It's good when family always get together. <laughs> well, and I think with those hard situations too that we run into where, you know, maintenance is dealing with a problem that they want to solve. I mean, I think most of maintenance, they're yes people. And sometimes we just can't always say yes in that moment. And I know that my team sometimes take that home with them. And then in the office, if we can't solve it for a resident right then and there, we take it home with us. And, you know, knowing that we're all in the same boat and it's not two separate problems it's the same solution that we're trying to come to i think is important and it's just building those relationships with the people around you to make everything successful definitely yeah, i would agree with that because sometimes it takes the office to smooth the residents over and sometimes they might take maintenance to come over there and explain stuff to smooth things over so when we both working together it's great <laughs> yeah do you guys have any specific examples of things that the office team did to help uh, kind of help the maintenance teams in their day-to-day -day operations or I'd love to give our, our listeners some actual like concrete things that, you know, they could do. Yes. The office really helps like even like with work orders being more detailed on the work orders for us. So we, instead of saying the bathroom and it's two bathrooms, they say the guest whoever and the same with maintenance being more detailed when we're closing out work orders but sometimes they'll call the office before they know the work order is done and if you got a detailed notes the office can explain it to them yeah they already went over there they fixed this this and this and then when i say as far as more detailed because um sometimes uh oh i think uh -oh. Floyd froze for a moment here. Audrey, have you seen anything that's been super impactful in that community or in that, you know, divide or is he might be back? Is he back? Go ahead, Audrey. Okay. Um, one thing I think is like those simple, like little things, right? So I've always wanted to empower my teams, 
learn how to change a lock, learn how to cut a key. If it's a Saturday and someone needs a key, there's no reason I need to call my on-site maintenance to drive 40 minutes to cut a key. You know, it's those simple things that work-life balance and just being able to jump in where you can. And again, it comes back to knowledge. You know, if someone needs an air filter on a Sunday and they're throwing a huge fit, just knowing where those are and just being like, here we are. Boy, you made it. You're back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think just knowing some of those little things, because if they're dealing with something that is going to take all day, it's going to take three hands on deck, being able to just do something simple, like someone wants their light bulb or whatever. And it's been out for two days, just knowing where things are and being able to solve some of the simple tasks, because the simple tasks still take a lot of time. You're going from one end of the building all the way back to the shop to then back to the other side of the building, to then go over here, to then have to, you know, and so just eliminating where you can, I think is really appreciated. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. <laughs> I, uh, in my experience, I, I was a maintenance tech on site and I was a maintenance supervisor and, and I've worked at multiple communities. And I, I remember there was one community that I worked at and there was a lot of that. There was a lot of you know, let me take on the simple tasks. Let me see what I can do to keep you guys moving with your tickets and your turns and the grounds. And 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 then I transferred communities and I remember it was a completely different staff. And I remember one day they called me and said, Jason, I need you to come to the office right now. And I said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come. So I, I, I jumped in the golf cart and I drove down to the office and I got there and they said, I need you to get that package that's like up on the third shelf. And I remember sitting there and saying like, I, I just felt like a gopher. I just felt like this, this tool, I felt more like a tool than a, you know, a person. Yeah, exactly. And, and they would have me, a resident would call and say, you know, Hey, I've I've got this strange noise. And so I, I went over, I said, I stopped what I was doing. Once again, I went over to the apartment and I went in there and it was a a kid's toy. So the, the batteries were dying on the kid's toy. And so I, I shut it off and I talked to the resident and everything was fine. And they they calmed down and I left. But I remember thinking to myself, like, what what was stopping the office from going and, and taking care of that remedial task? Or what what's what was stopping them from getting a ladder and, and taking getting that package or so that those were the things. And then that broke the trust, right? Then all of a sudden I just since I didn't feel like I was a coworker and I wasn't, they weren't helping. I just felt like I was, you know, being utilized as a, a pawn. So, but yeah, yeah we get, um, we have in most of our properties, the fresh air intake fans mm-hmm. and they sit right next to the AC vents, but the sw- switch is usually by the oven. So people turn it on thinking it's the light for the oven. They're like, my air is just blowing and blowing and blowing and blowing. And I'm like, did you hit the switch by your stove? That's what it is, you know, but again, it's, you know, knowledge of power and, I think, you know, it goes the other way too for maintenance helping on site. You know, sometimes residents, you know, I may be able to explain something in the way that I understand it, but some people want that nitty gritty detail and I don't know all the verbiage. So sometimes I'm like, no, I need you. I need you to call this resident. And he's like, really? I'm like, yes, because you know what you're talking about. And this person wants to have a solidified answer. And I can't (laughs) always give that, you know, I don't. Well, you know, it, it, since that knowledge is power, I'm curious how you guys facilitate that. How do you 
help um, the maintenance team, the service team, learn about what the office does and vice versa. And, and if there are any creative ways that your companies or other companies you've worked for have done that, that might be helpful to those out there looking for a way to share some of that knowledge between teams. Yes. Well, the company I work for, we do like a day with maintenance with new hires, spend one day with maintenance, and then awesome. vice versa, the maintenance spend one day in office to kind of know what they going through too. So when you understand both jobs, you get a better understanding how it works together and creates sure. that. Absolutely. One of the things that I always talk to my teams about is that um, you know, we're we're consumers too. And when you're when you go to a car dealership or a car repair shop and you you want to know about the condition of your car what's going on with my car and when is it going to get fixed and when the the person behind the desk says well i don't know i'm gonna go find out let me get some information i'll call you back in a couple hours right that's that's kind of frustrating to me whereas if i go into that car repair shop and i say what's going on with my car and they pull up some information and they say oh Floyd or Jason was working on your car and uh, they wrote up some notes and this is what's going on. And this is when it's going to be repaired. This is when the part comes in. That is really cool. And I think that it translates into what we're talking about, where the maintenance team can be able to help the office team by, you know, in your system, whether it's Yardi or MRI or, you know, whatever ticket system you have, detailed notes in the system so that way our office personnel can, if they get that resident comes in and says, hey, I don't know what's going on with my ticket, that information is readily available and it's right there. And that that I think is is, is key because now, it, just like with that car repair shop, they can give the facts right really quickly to the, the resident and make them happy. So that, yeah. that was my what I wanted to add to that conversation. Well, I make kind of like a little cheat sheet for certain situations, like if a toilet is overflowing, we leave a little cheat sheet with the office and they can explain how to respond and totally turn the water off. Or if your breaker trip, they can teach you how to reset your breaker. Just a little sheet they can go step by step for you. And it also helps the maintenance guys too. You know, yeah. so we be able to do other things and they can take care of the little stuff like that. That's Audrey. great, Floyd. I'd like a copy for my home, please. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but the breaker thing, that's real. I can't tell you how many people don't know how to switch that on and off. And it's so simple when you know, but if you don't know, you don't know. Um, But I'm a very visual learner myself. So for me, and I also try and encourage the teams, if someone's, you know, there's, it is something with say the drip pan. I didn't know what a drip pan was until I saw a drip pan. And so when it, you know, is hot like this, especially in Texas, And those overflow and someone thinks there's a true leak. And sometimes I think just being hands-on and saying, take me with you, show me what you're talking about. So that when they call back and you've left for the day at four and they want someone to come over, I can go in and actually point out what it is because they may be a visual person too. If you tell me a list of all these things as to why it's happening, I'm not always going to get it until I see it. So I think sometimes you just got to drag Yes. Drag people with you and be like, let me just show you, and you're gonna get it now. I promise. Yes. I'm a hands-on person too. So I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh one of the things that we, we didn't talk about much of what I think we kind of hit on it was celebrating accomplishments too, right? So celebrate when the maintenance team uh 
you know, the property looks great and it was it was ready for an inspection, right? Or or the maintenance team celebrating the office when when they you know finish a lease up or they they get that they get the the, the right occupancy the what we were targeting for the month. I mean, when we celebrate those things, it it, it means something versus just I'm coming to work and I'm I'm punching in, I go do my turns and my tickets and I and I rock on and go home at the end of the day and versa. Especially when you're celebrating something that everyone really played a role in and taking the time to celebrate all aspects of how that became successful. But Floyd and Audrey, maybe you can answer a question we had from a listener about, so Floyd, how do you like being celebrated or how does your maintenance teams like being celebrated? And Audrey, how do you like to celebrate your teams and your maintenance teams and what's something special or fun that they've really enjoyed? Oh, but celebrating most of the time when you celebrate it, it'd be like we do a lunch or something like that, a team lunch and stuff like that. Every now and then we'll get together after work, you know, have a little social hour and stuff like that. What I used to celebrate a lot for any accomplishments, whether they set their goal for leasing and we accomplish this that week and I set a goal for work orders and we got everything done in a certain time. I have kind of like a full bar in my apartment. So every <laughs> day. I did happy hour with just a cold who's in their spouse. So that, that was very enjoyable. They enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, we do a lot of like cookout things. So every couple months we'll go to like the Mexican meat market and get like the good short ribs and like the good <laughs> marinated chicken and the rice and the tortillas and the habanero hot sauce. And we'll grill out and it's just fun, you know? Yeah. And I think when you have the moments where, yes, if you still need to get somewhere really quickly there's an emergency you're there but i don't know i think foods is the best way to like share with people that's how you get to know people and you know they say you know sitting around a dinner table that's when you really get to see who people are and it just it makes it fun and banter and you know in those same moments you can still then have a team meeting and get back down to business but i think just having fun or even just you know being interested, I think showing interest in what they're doing every day yeah. makes a difference. Um, I know when someone appreciates what I'm doing, it feels good. And so if I can help or my favorite is when they bring the lift up, if we need to change like a light bulb and the vaulted ceilings, I'm like, can I please drive the lift? I'm terrible at it. But I think just showing an appreciation for what they do every day is a good way to, you know, celebrate. Yes, I like the team meetings. We have the team meetings once a week. And then to break the ice, we just talk about stuff that has nothing to do with work. So people can loosen up and you can really get to know how they kids doing, their pets, you know, vacation, what you're doing this weekend, just communicate and then we'll go into the day. And that, that seems to break a lot of ice right there. But yeah. how do you make those meetings not how do you make them stick so that they're non-negotiable and that you they can't be pushed by every crazy thing that happens in property management? Is that something that you figured out? Yeah, that's that's kind of pulling them. Just keep pulling yeah. them. <laughs> kind of a little hard sometimes. It um sometimes they be happy, and then sometimes it it depends on the day and the workload, you know. But by the end of the meeting, everybody's happy. They might not be too excited at the beginning, but by the end, every time. Everybody's happy. <laughs> well, and if you're doing one that's meant to be fun, plan it for after like a big team accomplishment. So when you have those national tours where your CEO's coming and everything's, you know, supposed to be sparkly as it can be, 
And those are stressful weeks leading up to that. You know, even if you run your properties well, 99% of the time, there's still that pressure. So being able to plan those celebrations after you've successfully accomplished something, just be like, yo, we did it. We did that together. And not just, you know, make it a celebration. It doesn't have to be every day. But if it's intentionally planned around those stressful times, I think you get a little bit more of that participation. They they want that break. (laughs) Yes, because I'm also do um, student housing. So we do big turns when everybody moves out. Yeah. A big celebration before to get ready and a big celebration after. (laughs) It's, it's, It's really huge. I mean, Jason, you said earlier how. When, when you felt more of a tool than as a, uh, a person, you know, you, it broke the trust. And those celebrations really go a long way to putting everyone on the same team and knowing you can count on people and just let you be people together, not necessarily, you know, office and maintenance. Yes. Right. Celebrate their personal accomplishment, accomplishments too, right? So like birthdays yes. or work anniversaries. I've seen some teams where I walk in and they'll have a little birthday cake that they bought for all the people that are, you know, born in that month. And they'll just do one birthday cake and they'll they'll hang out and they'll talk and they'll ask them like, you know, questions about their personal life. And that, like, I think we've, we've all mentioned it. It's all just about connecting as people, you know, and we're, we're, we have each other's backs, but if that trust isn't there and we're not, you know, connecting, then it's it's just going to be a function. We just come to work and we're just punching in and we're punching out and we're doing our tickets and turns and going home. And that's that's what leads to turnover. The, the yes, turnover is. and drives up costs. And so breaking bread and 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 getting to know each other as people can go a long way. Yes, understanding we all are human, we all going through the same thing really does. Now yeah. I was just going to say I really get engaged when I get the opportunity to talk with people about how we can strengthen teamwork among a group of people. And I, I really enjoyed hearing your, your guys' stories. So You were talking earlier about how you were on the maintenance side prior and made that switch over. We have a couple of employees who have done the same at Amley. And it's so interesting, but I think it speaks so highly of the industry that you can change your trajectory depending on what interests you. And, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity to learn things that you know, you're not stuck in one box. So I think if people just kind of realize that you don't have to be stuck in a groundskeeper role, that you don't have to be stuck in leasing or wherever you may feel stuck, that there are those opportunities. So again, back to communicating from maintenance to on-site, without that communication, if you're missing that link, you may not see those opportunities or even know that you're capable of switching over to one side to the other. So I always love stories like that because it's not all that often. And I think people put themselves in a box and we don't have to be in a box, you know? Yes. You sound like you're a a room to grow ambassador. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's a pretty special thing about this industry that there is so much room to grow and that there are the career paths they exist, but they don't have to look like this or like this. They can look like this and they can, you know, you can really try out a lot of different things in this industry and have success with them. So it is an exciting um, special point about multifamily and the rental housing industry. Well, I hope that all the listeners out there enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. 
I hope that you were able to take away some action items or things that you can use at your own community. That our conversations are available on the go as a podcast, wherever you download your podcasts, as well as Facebook and LinkedIn. So that's right. As always, I'd like to thank you, Becca, for your time and support. And uh, Floyd and Audrey, thank you as well for joining us. Thanks for having us. And um, we'll see you all soon. So thanks for joining us.